0: Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Jo Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Jo over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Jo Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Jo is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station for you. Let's get into this episode of Kick Ass Radio. Hey, Glogetters, welcome to the Kick Ass Radio Show. Am I excited for today's show? You bet
1: you kick ass I am. We are back this year with some phenomenal guests and loads more resources and tools for your toolkits. Now, have you been hurt by money in the past? Neglected yourself and your earnings? Has a sudden event impacted you financially? It's time to make a change. Now, many women have learned helplessness about money, leaving their financial futures in the hands of others. Taking action now is the best move you'll ever make. New year, new you, right? Now, this mantra just doesn't apply to fitness goals. It encompasses all the resolutions you commit to tackling in 2022 with renewed purpose. So for many, those resolutions take the form of financial goals. Hey, new year, new home, new car, new job. It does have a nice ring to it. Whether you're looking to make a big ticket purchase, plump up your savings account, or embark on a trip around the world, once COVID is history, establishing a few financial goals will ensure your wallet and your heart are on the same page. Now, just like fitness goals, financial goals look different for everyone. Establishing the goal is only step one, of course. Now, the real work begins once you have to make real world decisions about how to spend, save and replenish all that cash. It's the rise of the financially empowered female. Now, different people seek financial planners and advisors for different reasons. And given that individual circumstances differ, care should be taken to find a financial planner and advisor that fits your unique needs. Now, during your search for a financial planner, you may suddenly be faced with the dilemma of what questions to ask and what to look for. Stress no further. So let's get it right. You can't achieve your financial goals if you don't know where to start. And I want to see you take the reins on your life so you can steer towards those exciting goals ahead. And we all know addressing the money side of your life plans can often be overwhelming and uninspiring. However, it's only one of the most important things you will do for your future. The earlier you get on top of your finances, the bigger the impact it has long-term. And today is the day to take charge. There's no better time than the beginning of a new year to reevaluate your financial habits and make changes. It may be challenging to know where to start, however... Our guest today will be able to shed some light and steer us on the right course for our new year financial resolutions. Our guest today is Janine Wilson, and Janine began her investment career in her teens, starting with direct property and then progressing to equities in 2009. She began her planning career in 2010 after 20 years as an accountant, and she has founded Finesse Financial Advisors back in 2018, and now the Finesse Your Money brand followed in 2020. You are listening to the Kick-Ass Radio Show Kickstart, where we talk about all things women working in non-traditional roles in varied male-dominated industries, and I tell you how it is. I'm your host, Joe Sainsbury, the glow-getter. I hope we can keep you in good company over the coming hour. And a huge shout-out to all the women working out on track and on site today all over the globe. Stay safe and have a fantastic day or night shift. And one last thing. This might also be a a good time for a trigger warning that today's radio show may and does contain some adult language. Let's get into it. Hello, Janine, and welcome to Kick-Ass Radio Show. Firstly, thank you for coming on the show and for sharing some of your valuable time with us today. I know you're super busy, it's the start of the new year, but I also know we're all going to uh, enjoy your company and get some great welcomed advice. So let me just say that I really admire your passion and commitment to your um, financial career and what you're doing for women in the financial um, advice sector and the space and empowering women for their financial fitness. So thank you.
2: Thanks, Jo. Um, I'm really happy to be here too and talk about male-dominated industry. I don't know if you know much about financial services, but let me tell you, it's only fairly recently that women have really started to uh, rise up in the industry so
1: (laughs) it it has and it always was really a man's white collar world back uh in the day wasn't it that was uh, a typical office office job for them for a man to um, pursue not a a woman so kudos to you so to kick things off tell us a little about your own journey and your story and how you came to pursue um and what made you choose a career in the finance sector look, I think
2: like most women, I've sort of meandered around in my career. You know, I I didn't know what I didn't know when I was young. And to be honest, my first job out of school was a veterinary
1: nurse. Oh, wow. That That was something different.
2: It was. And followed by lots of different clerical type of roles. And, you know, one of my bosses won... One day said to me, You know, what are you doing? You need to actually go and formalize your education. So I trotted off to uni to get my career going in accounting. And uh, look, I loved it, but I was better with the computer side of things. So I switched over for, to a um, information technology and that sort of thing for a while. But, man, I couldn't compete with the young guys who just were sitting there gaming 24-7. I had a family and a household. And so, you know, I soon went back to accounting and I was working for one of the big um insurance companies and they had a big financial planning arm. And I thought, you know, I really want to be working, making a difference in people's lives because, you know, that's what I'm all about, changing people's lives you know with their permission of course and uh, so I, I decided I wanted to move into a career in financial advice and, and kind of the rest was history. I found a job where I could use my skills as an accountant but really learn the ropes of financial advice and, and that was sort of way back to 2007 and you know I just love my career but um, it hasn't been without its challenges. And I think as women, we all face challenges. It's, it's just what you do with them.
1: <laughs> and that's exactly right. And you need to take the action with them. And, like, there is a massive difference between financial advice and financial literacy, isn't there? Like, financial oh, literacy is a combination of finance, financial knowledge and skills and the attitudes and behaviours. But a lot of us don't know that differentiation. So... Yeah. And how did you how process... did you how did you learn that differentiation
2: well look part of my process in my in my day to day work is to really make sure that women understand what it is that they're getting themselves into in terms of putting together a plan mm-hmm. any strategy you think you might want to undertake you really need to understand it you need to understand what you're investing in and the bottom line is if you don't understand it you you need to keep going until you do or don't or don't do it uh, and so you know, I, financial education is really important and increasing financial literacy, you're right, it's not just about starting to invest. You need to make sure that you've got that literacy there as well. And I think these days people aren't necessarily taught financial literacy. Um, you know, they might understand mathematics, but not how it is practically applied in the real world. Um,
1: that's right, and, so and it's, it's got to be based on your personal circumstances, but... In the long yeah. run, it, it over it improves your overall well being, doesn't it? Understanding oh, all of this look, because it it contributes, understanding. yeah, it contributes to such an amount of stress, unnecessary stress, doesn't it?
2: Oh, absolutely. And you know, um, one of the leading causes of relationships breaking down is financial stress. Mm. So of course, you need to address it and get a grasp on it. And so you owe it to yourself. And look. Um, you don't have to be immensely financial literate. You don't have to go out and get a university degree in finance to understand it. But there are some basics that you do need to to understand. And one of the easiest things you can do is, is make a plan and then put your money on autopilot. And I talk quite a lot about this. There's some simple things you can do with the way that you structure your money, you know, what's coming in and what bank account it could, should go to and you know having an emergency buffer for mon- you know money as you said you know things can change on the you know yep. um, head of a coin if you like That's we've right. seen that mm. even, but this global pandemics taught us is you know things can change and so there's lots of things you can do to just make money easy for you And uh, look, I've written a blog on it and spoken about it many times. So maybe we could, you know, drop a link on that later. But um, and and we will, we'll talk,
1: we'll get into that um, a little bit later. But I think, yeah, that's right. Understanding and it should be easy. So you're definitely making that easier for us to um, get a grasp on the literacy and the the understanding of it. So introduce us to your business, financial money. Talk us through the origin of where it came about, and um, was there anything in particular that like led you to create and do this startup business?
2: Mm. And so, look, let, let's just um, um, continue on that literacy piece. I'm actually um, about to launch a. Um, education platform i guess for the one you know a learning platform yeah um under the under the financial freedom and heels um uh brand on your
1: website yep
2: (laughs) yeah so that's about to launch and you know you can take bite-sized pieces of what you don't know to fill any gaps in your Mm -hmm. understanding and it can lead you through the process to get ready for full financial advice if that's something that you you feel you want to pursue but it's a great way to just get little bite-sized pieces of information of course we live in a a world where there's lots of information out there but it's just about you know what reliable information you should be using Mm -hmm. to increase your literacy Um, So to talk about my business, Finesse Your Money, it's really um, come about as part of my overall business planning. Um, I'm really passionate about people getting a grasp of their money and all aspects of money and life, really as I said, you know, I don't want to be known as a holistic financial advisor. I want to be known as a life-changing financial Mm. advisor. And so money doesn't stand alone. Money affects all aspects of your life. You mentioned earlier, you know, um, financial stress. Mm. Uh, So having a grasp on your money is just one part of it. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about you know, making sure that you've got a balance in all areas of your life, not just money. So, you know, if if one area of your life is out of balance, then something else is suffering. And so, to give you a, an example, some people get very engrossed in their career and really commit to um, their career which is admirable but at the expense of everything else so they're spending you know 80 90 hours a week in the office and their family is suffering well that's your life is out of balance so you need to bring it back into balance and and you know be um, mindful about trying to have that balance in your life because it's far more enjoyable and so money while it's an important part of it we all need money to to live and to keep a roof over our head and the lights on and so on at the same time it can't be at the expense of everything else and so that's where that autopilot comes in and finesse your money is really around just you know making things work as seamlessly as possible so you can focus on enjoying the best things in life
1: and that's um that's right those little chunky bits you're talking about um reading and and learning on your learning platform it's those little chunky bits that might provide that little bit more of enlightenment and it you know that those light bulb moments like, that come and think oh that's how it all works or that's what i need to do and yeah exactly. it's like fitting a jigs- jigsaw piece isn't it like once you have that the knowledge all that comes together and um then you can start to plan and um and and put those plans into action
2: well, it's it's interesting you say jigsaw puzzles because life is like a jigsaw puzzle and you don't know what you don't know. And there might be some pieces missing. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people make when they're working with their money is always taking a tactical approach to something. So someone gives them a hot tip on a share. They rush out and buy the share or someone gives them a hot tip on something else or or because something worked for mum or dad or auntie or uncle or their friend down the road, it's going to work for them and they pursue tactical things Mm -hmm. without really setting down and and saying, okay, what's important to me? You know, what what do I want to achieve? What are my goals and objectives in life? And then how how am I going to get to those goals? So, you know, going back to those fundamentals of making SMART goals that are, um, you know, there might there can be some milestones along the way so you have a sense of achievement you know you can't have just all these big hairy audacious goals it gets a bit confusing (laughs) you don't know where to start or where and exactly
1: and it's exactly right as you said in conversations you'll hear you know people say oh they've done this or they've invested in this and um they've made a considerable amount of money or they've you know they've done a, a property um Investment property and purchase, and then you know, sold it and made money on that. So, it, it's not a fit for everyone. Everyone's circumstances are different, and what works for one doesn't necessarily and will not work for you. Um, now, mm. I, I read an interesting statistic the average net wealth of Australian women is now 89% of that of men. So, with the rise of women as an economic force, and that's largely due to more women working along with you know investing in property so that was quite an interesting um, stat that I come across and that in turn has fueled the growth in the female focus focused um, personal finance resources like as as what you're providing and what you said earlier that more women are taking on this um, this sector and providing Absolutely.
2: that and that look, knowledge there, there is still a, an enormous economic gap though Joe mm. oh, y- you know, yes. Um, we need to be conscious of that, that, um, that we still have some work to go. And certainly um, there are a lot of women who do struggle financially and do struggle with understanding um, money. Mm. Um, and I say this quite a lot, um, that many women are great with the day-to-day and week-to-week month to month of maybe household budgeting but when it comes to the really big decisions okay. that are going to make mm-hmm. big differences in their lives such as investing they're quite fearful or far more conservative than men mm. and um, you know that in itself can be a disadvantage when we look at the figures around in Australia's superannuation women's superannuation balances uh, substantially lower than um, men. Now that's the equivalent of the 401k in in the US, just for your listeners. Yep. Um, so our balances, women's balances, are significantly lower. Um, and at the same time, women are living longer, and so you can understand that you're basically working yourself into the poorhouse because mm-hmm.
1: you
2: you know you're going to live longer, even if you have the same amount of money. You can only you know spend mm-hmm. or, or Invest less because you know you you've got to um provide for far more years, and you know on average, I think it's something like eight years don't hold me to that but that's no about-
1: and I' was going to say we'll probably talk a bit more about that um a little later on because I actually had that as a um a question to ask you about the longevity and because of you know women are living longer than men so we we will we'll talk a bit more about that um a little little further on and I just i want to say like um You've taken the hard work out of out of us finding this information for us like because you, your website, you've curated a website of, you know, your learning platform books and your podcasts. So that can help us up our money game definitely. It's... Um,
2: oh, absolutely.
1: It, it absolutely. will def- definitely be a, a website that every lady will need to direct their fingers in tapping onto. And um, And I just
2: before we move sorry, on, you're Jo, right? I just... I just wanted to say under the Finesse Your Money World um, website, I'm just about to add another tile, to be honest, because um, I'm just launching a new sort of do it yourself where you can go in and and actually check how you're tracking. So you can put in quite simply, you know, what your assets, what your debts are you know, what your commitments are, what your goals are. If you want to buy a house or a car or savings goal or travel goal, whatever that is, and you can actually see whether you're on track or off track for it. And then you can make some really informed decisions about what you do next. And so and, that's coming. And, I'm really excited about that in the next and, month. And
1: I'm excited for that because a DIY, it's not until you put everything down on paper that you realise how much money you waste on shit on crap isn't it like it's i know when yeah when when i did this like about eight years ago it was absolutely phenomenal i'd buy three magazines a week i couldn't miss out on buying these magazines so when i added up that for the year that just blew my mind to start with then for all the other little bits and pieces you do so and now i don't even read those magazines i don't even worry about them you know i find i'm occupying my time with with better and more um yeah. viable um, activities but when you put all those expenses down on and when you see where you spend your money it's an absolute mind-blowing experience and it it actually jerks you the line I think it's like wow this is how much money can I save and when you actually oh, it, when you put that plan into place and you see like 12 months time you see how much money extra that you've got in your savings it's like holy shit.
2: <laughs> I would I would challenge every woman to set aside an hour or two. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to take, you know, days or weeks or months, an hour or two and sit down and actually look through their bank statement and add up how much they spent on coffee and cakes oh. or lunches at work or take away food because they thought it was easier than preparing a nutritious something. meal at home or you know cigarettes. Uh, my husband had to buy cigarettes for someone when we were away. We were doing a run to the shop, to, you know, on holidays a few weeks ago. I think it was 70 or 75 dollars oh, for a packet phenomenal, of cigarettes. Isn't it? Yep. I, I had no idea. And mm-hmm. I thought, what about people who smoke a packet of cigarettes a day? Where uh, is yeah. that like the, the leakage out of your um, money system? Is huge, and and all it takes is to actually have a look at it. And as you say, it just will immediately jerk you to reality.
1: Yeah. Oh, it'll floor it'll floor some people. I, I know I got floored. I was like, "Holy shit, that can't be right!" And like you'll do it all again and it might come back worse the second time. It's like so it is. But it's 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 a great exercise to do, and it's a great starting point. So, yes, definitely. Um, we'll follow that up when you get that DIY um, yeah. tracker on online, because it is.
2: Um, it, it, it will be enlightening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary thing, but you've got to do it. It'll scare the pants off it. It, <laughs> it will. Um, so we'll, we'll get back on to um, talking about longer life expectancy. So it's remarkable, but clearly not without its challenges. So from, we're talking about from the financial advisory profession that you come from. So what does the longevity revolution imply for the financial future of women? Like we're, we're behind, we've always been behind, particularly in our, in our superannuation um, funds and in our savings, you know, personal savings and how we, um, we meagerly um, manage our money. So what do you think the future holds for women and their financial independence?
2: Look, I think we are becoming more aware and I think that, you know, more women, as more women rise up in their occupations. I mean, when you have a look at it, cast your mind back, you know, throughout my career working for other people, I was getting paid less from my immediate colleagues sitting next to me doing exactly the same job. I got fewer opportunities to move up the ranks, if you like, in corporate life. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a start, that, you know, making sure that we're giving equity to women in terms of um, employment and our incomes um, is is vital. So that's
1: the first and that's thing. The, that's the typical John and Jennifer story. There's a story about a resume, you know. A uh, company did an exercise uh, uh, on recruitment, And they did two exactly the same resumes. They put a male's name and contact details on one. And they did exactly the same resume and put a female's on. They put them in for the same job. And the female's application resume didn't even get a look in. But Mm. the the male, John's resume did. And he subsequently got got a letter of offer. And Jenny's was exactly the same. So it was a great exercise to go through. And um, for that stereotypical um, gender inequality there of the male dominated and male, the, perv- the perversion of that, you know, the male is dominant in those, in those roles and positions. So, yes, yes women definitely yes. have got to step up and they've got to actually use their voice to make their skills and their value known to their employer in regards to um to those kind of um, remuneration possibilities
2: so um in terms of life expectancy i mean a, a woman in her 50s is going to on average probably live you know, eight years longer than a man, maybe ten years longer. And of course, our life expectancy is improving to some extent. Or mm. well, certainly that's mm. the figures that I'm seeing. It is um, that's right. Yeah. In, in in Australia, mm. that um, you know, we are actually living longer each time they do that review. And so, you know, eight years is a long time. I mean, I don't know what you spend in your household each year, but you know, keeping the lights on mm. and um You know, food on the table and the roof over your head and, you know, getting a haircut and all of those sorts of things that you do and having some modest, um, modest entertainment expenditures and so on. In Australia, you probably, you know... The government comes out and says it's you know thirty five grand, but I, I disagree with that. I think it's probably more like fifty thousand. I don't exactly. want to mm. make a front of mind decision if I can meet my girlfriend for a coffee and have yeah. a cake. With it if I felt like it on a Wednesday, and that's right.
1: And you, and you can't you can't cut everything off. You've still got to allow for those little treats. It's just not in excess.
0: Yeah,
2: that's right. And so a modest, what I would describe mm. as a modest. Um, living expenses and, and you know the, the things I've mentioned um, would, would be set probably 50 grand a year yeah. and so mm. when you look at that over you know eight years uh, <clears throat> that means that you need to have quite a bit more invested to sustain your yeah. lifestyle mm-hmm. over that time and I think that that's the thing isn't it if you don't have sufficient money put aside you won't be able to sustain your lifestyle certainly we're seeing in australia Mm. a lot more women becoming homeless in their 50s and beyond which is a really sad and it is a very sad
1: that's right very sad situation Um, and so
2: as i said i'd urge people to really um, plan for their future and plan Build in some emergency um, money. You know, I always call it an emergency buffer, call it what it is. Um, In my own household this year, my husband had a workplace accident and he was off work. Well, he's been off work since March um, last year. 2021 mm-hmm. and um, is returning to work soon. But basically, whether you've got a salary continuance insurance or you're on workers' compensation or income protection type of cover, you're really only going to get 75% of yes, your pre right. mm. injury or pre, um, you know, pre um, uh, situation. The words escaped me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pre injury, yeah. pre situation. Yeah. Um, income. And so where's that other 25% coming from? So you need to have money set aside. I mean, many, many women have mortgages. um, And so, you know, you need to make sure that you can pay that mortgage. Yes, of course, the, the lenders allow um some hardship requirements but they aren't going to last forever and you're oh, going to have not. to pay that eventually mm-hmm. and so building into your plan is not just saving for you know a new car or some travel or a home or whatever that is build in there some emergency funds and i usually think you know 3 or 6 months is probably enough of your household expenses but you know that that's a that's a strategic decision to make it's not what we were talking about before tactical it's strategic
1: yeah. Yeah. But being being financially independent, it's an important goal for people of all backgrounds, not just women. But it's mm. particularly important for women who have historically been marginalised by, you know, our, our yes. situations being, you know, the the primary caregiver at home. So we're giving up our careers at a point where we're going to have children and and having our starting our families um and in the job market so financial awareness and manage- management skills they can lend women a deeper sense of security and that makes it easier to save and invest for the future
2: yeah absolutely and that's what it's like um you know uh, i find most women i speak to they really want that mm. financial comfort and security yeah. um and and so it's important <laughs> to get organized and make that happen for yourself when so, you look in the mirror that's the person who's responsible for doing that.
1: That's exactly right. Um, so, do you have any specific uh, advice for women when it comes to investing? What general finance advice do you think benefits women the most? Oh look, uh, I'm gonna I'm
2: gonna say something a little tongue in cheek here. Go so. <laughs> yeah, right ahead, don't like it, I'm sorry. It's my opinion. Um, a man is not a plan. And really, you know, uh, you know, in a gender-fluid sort of world, a partner is not a plan. There's maybe a better way of saying that. But, uh, you know, I really advocate for every person to mm-hmm. adult yeah. and take their finances into their own hands. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to stand in your own set of shoes. Now, whether that's heels in my case, financial freedom in heels, or in your work boots, I don't care, with your high-bees, make sure that you take control for yourself and plan for yourself because Mm. you never know even if you're in a relationship you don't know what that other person is experiencing or thinking or feeling that can end
1: tomorrow exactly and i've I've just i've got a personal friend that that's just happening to at this moment so it's you know you've got to be prepared for those unexpected events and you need Mm. to be secure in your own self and know that you can step away from that situation and continue on and make a new start or or progress forward
2: yeah absolutely and the second thing i'd say is that a lot of people think that investing you need a lot of money to start investing you actually don't you can start really simply Uh, You know, you can start with a small savings account, that's actually investing, people don't think it is, I'm not sure Mm. why. But, you know, starting with a simple bank account and starting to accumulate some money. And then when you've got, you know, a 1000, a few 1000, you can start investing that. You know, go out and have a look and explore what you can invest in. Now, obviously, you know, I'm I'm governed by licensing, so that anything I say is general here, but you can buy some very low-cost ETFs. They're exchange-traded yep. funds. Basically, they're a bundle of shares. Um, you can buy that yourself. You can set yourself up with a, you know, a low-cost trading account. You can have a bit of a go after you've learned what it's about. Yeah. So learn this- what it's about. It is, Put a little right. bit of money on the line. Don't um, yeah. go boots in. Just have a little, have some fun. Money, you know. Yeah. I always say, if you're going to do that, five percent of what you got is probably enough to learn. You know, you're not, you're not putting well, the house on the line. Yeah,
1: it's really, it's, it's what, it's that additional money that you're spending on coffee and and cakes and you know your your once a week or once a week meet up with your friends. Well, that might have to be once a fortnight meet up. You know, but that little bit of investing. Um, it certainly goes a long way, and I know I um, I participate in a um, it's a mobile app, and um, it rounds up my purchases. Yes, and it banks that that roundup into a into a savings account, an investment account, and I think it's the greatest little tool. And you'd be surprised at how much that has grown over twelve months. So from rounding up a purchase I've bought for twenty eight forty five, so that fifty five cents goes into that account. And it is an it's unbelievable how those little roundups can add up. So little little tools like that and those little bits of savings definitely makes a um makes a difference. And and they are that's that's the little chunky bit that you learn about and that you progress from. And that turns into a, a bigger investment then, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, that's right. You, you know, you start out in your infancy as a child and then you stand up and you can walk and then you, you grow up, and you know, so it's the same sort of things. thing. Yeah. Think of it in that way that it's, you know, start small, don't put too much on the line, make sure you've learned as much as you can about it in advance and then get some experience of it. And then you're ready for the next thing or to, to, you know, take that 5% modest amount and turn it you know, into 10% and so yeah. on. But, you know, Um, One of the greatest, um, I I don't know, it's not a trick, it's just maths. The greatest thing in the world is compounding. (laughs) And so, you know, everyone can be a millionaire if you just start early and you're consistent and you've got that financial, um, um, what's the right, sorry, I've lost the word now. Um, Discipline is the word. You know, that financial discipline to just make sure that you're doing it. And and that comes back to that autopilot. Now, um, if you've got your money on autopilot, you don't necessarily just walk away and go get hands washed, job done. You need to come back to it periodically. Now, depending on the size of your situation, Um, you know, you might need to come back to it once a year or you might say, okay, well, I want to have a look at it every six months or I want to have a look at it when my goals are changing or I've achieved one goal and I'm going to set the next one. Um, And just make sure you come back and review. I know um, many people who think life is linear, Mm -hmm. but it absolutely isn't. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. life has twists and turns. So Mm -hmm. come back and revisit it. Challenge yourself. Is that still important to me? Do I still want that goal? Okay, well, last time I looked at this, I had these three big goals. You know, I've got one. What's next? Uh, so just it's um what's the right word where it's a continuum?
1: Yes, that's it, it is. And it's as you said, compounding, I think, is is a great financial term for it. And um it's it's compulsory saving, you know, once you put it aside and you and it's there, it, it's getting taken care of every week, you don't miss it and you and you, mm. and you forget that you actually, you're earning that extra additional bit of money, you know, because you never see it. And then when you're looking into that savings account and that money's there, it's like, wow, how good is that?
2: Well, well, when you get a pay rise, is yes, a great time. That's you know, right. If you're living within your means mm. and you've got yep. everything set up and you get a pay rise, well, don't just go and splash the
0: cash. Mm.
2: And direct that into your savings or investing and you'll just be astounded at how quickly um, you can do that. Now, everyone can jump on the internet and go, you know, compound interest calculator, put in a few figures. And like I said, everyone can be a millionaire. You just yeah. got to start with your first dollar. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, that's right. and, and women tend to know more about managing their finances than they think. Like you said earlier on, you know, um, we, we manage the household budget, we pay the bills, So there is the savviness there, they just need to expand on it. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it makes sense, you know, at certain stages of our life that we need to apply different strategies to our, our um, managing our finances.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, um, one thing is that um, women tend to be more conservative about their money. I mean, Mm particularly from a maternalistic point of view, um, it's important to have that roof over the head. And if you've Mm. got family or kids that, you know, you want that security for them. Whereas a lot of men take a lot more risk than women. And so making those risky and tactical moves can actually put them worse off financially. So women often defer to their partner, potentially a man, Mm. to take control of the investing piece. But that's probably a mistake as well because I've run the numbers on that, and um, men often make more mistakes, and mm. and uh, you know because they're more um, confident that, but they suffer from overconfidence with mm. money, and yeah. so yeah. you know get involved in in the investing side of it too. If you don't know about it, learn about it. Take some you know little bite sized chunks of education okay. and, and improve yeah. your literacy, and and don't sign up to things you don't understand, understand. exactly if your partner put some paperwork in front of you don't just willy-nilly yeah. sign it you know uh, I'm sure there was a, a you know any number of movies that you could watch that you know show
1: you
2: what can go wrong Mm.
1: if you do that um like we said before and you made the comment um women do live longer than men and a woman's lifespan is typically about eight percent longer than a man's so most women will be left to manage their own finances at some point in their life so particularly when they're they're, their their husband or their their partner counterpart passes away so you need to get on board and learn all about this and start investing and having that financial security ahead of you and knowing all about it because how daunting is it to to have one of those life unexpected events occur and then you're you're left with you know you don't know you don't know anything about anything where to start what goes on where things get paid how things are managed so learning about the financial literacy is utmost important particularly for women
2: and and I think that that's a great point Jo Um, it's it can be really scary and the reason you would want to make sure that you do it I mean I work with many women who've gone through traumatic life events so separating divorcing um, death of a partner, you know, forced early retirement through ill health. And, and there's a, a common theme. Many those women really, even if they know what's sitting on their balance sheet, they they really lack that confidence and need a lot of you know hand holding to get through it. Now when you're in your your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, and even your 60s, you've probably got you know some capacity for learning. So it's to that extent, it's never too late. Right. But when you're in your 70s or your 80s, mm. my mum's in her 80s. She's, you know, suffering from dementia. Yes. There's no way she can handle her financial affairs no. or even think of, you know, even in her 70s, she would have either had no capacity for it or no desire for it. For and it, so yes. making sure that you've, you've, um, got that information and got that knowledge um, as early as possible in your life. And then as you progress through your life, you need to make sure that you've got a trusted team mm. around you, such as people like myself in the financial advice world that you know um, know what they're doing and that can that that can assist you um, through yeah, the, on the, the part right of market. your life where you yeah. don't want to do it.
1: Yeah. That's all right. Mm. All right then we're going to take a little break and hear from one of our show sponsors and we'll be back soon.
0: Hey, Glowgetters, have you heard about kick Women? Founded by Joe Sainsbury, Kick-Ass Women is dedicated to empowering and supporting women who are considering a career change into an industry role. Visit our brand-new website at www.kickasswomen.com.au or follow Kickass Women on Facebook and LinkedIn today to keep up-to-date with all things Kick-Ass Women and the incredible opportunities and content we have for you. See you there, Glowgetters.
1: Thanks for tuning back in and we are counting coin and topping up our finance flavoring with Janine Wilson, a financial advisor from Finesse Your Money. So Janine, what can women who want to get started investing do to start? I think we might have, we've spoken a little bit about this. Um, what barriers do women face to investing and how can they overcome them?
2: Well, look, um, as I've mentioned earlier, the first thing is to do some homework, you know, make sure you understand what you want to invest in. And of course, there's shares, there's property, there's um, cryptocurrencies, there's all sorts of things that you can invest in. You can invest in private companies if you want to. Uh, you know, you might have a friend who comes to you and says, oh, look, I'm starting up this business. Can you help, you know, get involved and get me, get me some cash? So um, look, there's lots of ways to start investing. But always, always do your due diligence. So, you know, understand what it is that you're investing in and and what the risks are. And then whether it's in line with what you want to do financially, don't be persuaded by other people um, or heavied by other people into doing something that you're not comfortable with. Uh, So then decide on how much you can afford to invest. And, you know, if that, that then flows into the risk side of things, you know, if I invest $10,000, can I afford to lose $10,000 if I get no return? If I invest $100,000, can I afford to lose $100,000 in this? Um, I think my philosophy is to invest in really good quality investments for the long term. So it's, it's expensive to be buying and selling mm-hmm. assets all of the time. Um, and yeah. so you need to understand the costs. That's really important as well. And... So, um, actually, I'm not sure if I've got it on my website at the moment, but I will pop it up there. Um, Pursuing a a better investment experience is um, something that's really good. It's really got 10 top tips on investing. I'm just looking for it here on my desk. (laughs) And look, it takes you through what those key principles are. So, you know, buy at the market price. Often people make a mistake of waiting too long to invest and the market moves up and down. And and this applies whether it's, you know, property, shares or cryptocurrency, for example. Don't try and outguess the market. The market is the market and most information is known in the market. Um, Resist chasing around past performance. So if you know that, say, um, the top investments last year were in um, international equities, for example, and you put all of your money into international yeah. equities. Well, that doesn't make sense because they were, you know, performed really well last, last year, year. Doesn't that's right. will Perform yeah. well this year? It yeah. just doesn't work that way. So most of the markets move up and down, and and last year's best performer is is not going to be this year's best performer. Um, and really, let the markets work for you. So invest your money and then wait for that compounding we talked about earlier to come through. Understand what drives returns. So when you're doing your due diligence and seeking to understand and getting that financial literacy around that, understand what drives performance in the, in those um, investments. And so, um, for example, uh, let's take property. Um, there's different types of property. So you can have residential property, you can have Um, domestic commercial property Property, so understand well what what would I get if I invested in domestic property in Australia that's bricks and mortar that I rent out to a family and so on what what what, how does that what does that look like if I was to invest in a shop down the road and I rent it out to a business what does that look like what does the capital growth of that investment look like versus the rental yield on that investment and what's the total performance of that investment. So there's things to understand there. So understand what drives returns because property isn't just property in one big bucket. There's different types of
1: properties.
2: um, And likewise, there's different types of shares and there's different cryptocurrencies and Mm -hmm. so on. So understand those fundamentals. Um, Make sure that you diversify. When you're starting out and you've got you know, $5,000, It's it can be more difficult to diversify. But if you're buying something like an exchange-traded fund that I mentioned earlier, that's an cool. ETF, that's got built-in diversification mm. inside of it. But as you go along, you need to diversify because different markets move at different times. For example, with, uh, I'm sitting in Sydney, Australia. The property market has absolutely gone off here Mm. in the last year or two and we're just now starting to see the the queensland property market it's it's out of control up here it's just out of
1: control yeah
2: that's right but at the same time you know it's cyclical Mm. you know nothing might be happening in darwin and perth and Mm. tasmania but that's not to say in a year's time that they haven't cycled through as well as well understand Mm what's going to perform and when to the extent that you can and make sure that you've got a little slice of each pie it's like having a pie, having a pie cutting it up into slices and making sure that you've got a little slice of each
1: diversification that's right <laughs>
2: so diversification don't try and time the market that's a fool's game um, as I said, the market price is the market price. So you never know which segment's going to outperform and when. Some people miss the market. I can give you any number of examples where people have um, seen the market drop, say so share market drop 20% over a short period of time. They panic, they pull their money out, yeah. and then mm. they miss time getting back in. So they're way behind the people who actually just stayed in the market and did nothing. And,
1: and usually cost them twice as much then doesn't it like to get back in absolutely
2: Mm. going in and out as I said cost is a really important factor going in and out of the market manage your emotions this is one of the really big ones as I said um, I see people panic uh, all of the time and so you need to just hold your metal get good advice that's part of my job clients that work with me on an ongoing basis if they're worrying about something the market movement's they're just giving me a call and it's part of the education process that they then understand, well, this is what you can expect. Share markets can fall twenty or thirty percent in a short period of time. Um, what should I do about it? You know that's part of the education. and, the learn, and
1: learn to write it out. Hey, learn to write it out. Absolutely. Have that have that confidence in yourself and your and your knowledge that this is expected. this is an expected time. Yeah. We need to write it out, and we will see the results after the after the wave comes in. Yeah,
2: yeah, and that's I I do risk assessments with people, and so what can they, um, what do they, what do they know and understand about investing? How comfortable are they with investing? What would they, you know, emotionally do if investments rose or fell? Um, And so we get to a point where we understand this is kind of your risk profile if you like. Yep. And if you're going to invest in this way, what you should expect is X amount of returns over the long term. And you might see the market, you know, fall dramatically every five years or i might be saying you know for a six percent return you might see the market rise and fall substantially every five years but at the same time if you wanted an eight or a nine percent return well you're going to see the market rise and fall substantially every year and so people Mm -hmm. then understand well what are the Mm trade-offs Mm. And right. so that's a very important. So managing your, you know, I mentioned earlier overly being overly confident that that's just as big a problem as being, you know, fearful.
1: Sure. Yeah. And so
2: manage your um, optimism, elation, nervousness, fear, um, and you know, just
1: anxiety, yeah.
2: Quality quality investments long term. Yeah. <laughs> um And and look beyond the headlines. Look, Mm. you know they're not. Nobody's selling newspapers or running a news broadcast if there's nothing to talk about. about, So they deal with Mm. what's going on. You know, uh, you know, a one or two percent fall on the share market today isn't anything to be nervous about. You know, a twenty percent fall. Yes, absolutely. I Mm. want to know about it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to rush off and take my money out of the market.
0: That's
1: right. So, yes, setting financial goals and understanding short, medium and long-term money strategies, they can result in a lifelong safety net. So, we need to build financial independence and wealth and it's important to start investing and budgeting and saving and planning for our retirement and for our quality of life that we want to continue.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so, really, the the bottom line is focus on what you can control.
1: Yep, that's it. That sounds Great. So, and we've talked a little bit earlier about some of the products and services Financial Money offers. So, um, just if you want to run through those those again.
2: Oh look, um, so I offer a full suite of financial advisory services, and so that includes investing and superannuation. Um, you know, if people want to buy their first home or learn how to budget um, mm-hmm. and save money for that first time, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a full range of services. And um and then on top of that, I have the uh, other aspects like the learning platform, um, that do it yourself area that's coming in the next month where you can jump in and and have a look at you know what what goals are reasonable for me, and you know what can I do to change up my situation with money? Um, I've also got a couple of different scorecards that people can come along and do, and um, that's available in my um, financial money hub, select okay. the appropriate tile, and that'll take you off to a scorecard, and it, and it, I mentioned earlier about, um, you know, having money out of balance with with mm. the rest of your life and so that scorecard is you know called the bright happy future scorecard so people can do that and see how they're traveling and tracking in all areas of their life um, and and that can help identify areas where they need to bring it back into balance um, I also have a. a mm. A great tool, and another, you know, off the back of that, you can then do other things, get some education where you think there's some gaps and so on. Um, I also have a tool for people who are maybe have a side hustle or a small business or an entrepreneur, and um, that really is looking at well, how are you tracking within that business? Um, and it is aimed at sort of small to medium businesses. People um, have a look and see how you're tracking in that business, and again, you can then get some support in the appropriate areas. Um, obviously got the books there. We'll
1: and talk a little Your... bit about that next, actually, yeah.
2: Yeah, Unlock Your Feminescence Code is a co-authored book. I've got another one coming out under the same Feminescence yep. brand, Embrace Your Feminescence. That's out, I think, next month. And um, I have my own book in the pipeline. Um, it's been coming for a little while. So, you know, if you've been waiting for it, you know me and you've been waiting for it, I apologise. I see that, I see that on the
1: there. website, pre-order. Um, so, yeah, we'll... Well, let's get on to your books then. Um, yes, you are a, you are a co-author in, um, Unlock Your Feminescence Co. And, um, how did, how did you come about to, um, putting pen to, pen to paper?
2: Look, I've always been a prolific writer, Joe. If you Google me, you'll see me writing for, I don't know, the Financial Review and Yahoo Finance and whomever. I, I've always been a writer. I think I, maybe I missed my calling, but.
1: <laughs> and it's, um, it's a great outlet, yeah. isn't it? Like, it's actually right. Well, it's it's a great outlet.
2: Yep. Yeah. And I think um, as a woman, we always are a little suspicious of what we know, and mm. but I, I really advocate sharing. I mean, I absolutely am oh. a prolific reader and a pro- prolific writer and I love doing it. And, you know, when I was writing any of the Feminescence, you know, I just wrote from my heart really. Right. It just yeah. flowed out of me. And, you know, telling my story and talking about bullying in, in corporate land and things like that, it just flowed out of me. And the hardest part for me was actually... Of deciding what to share
1: and it is a short story is a fantastic way to get a sense of an author's voice, and like I'm a co-author in a in a compilation book as well as as well as having my own published um book but it can be more challenging to create a compelling n- narrative in a short form than within the span of a whole book, and I know that. And I hate it when I'm bound by a word count. It really frustrates me because I just want to keep raveling on, and it there it, it does it. It frustrates me to the hilt if I'm bound by a word count. Eight hundred seventy three words, Joe. That's it. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. Con- I can't com- compress it to eight hundred seventy three.
2: Uh, it's but, funny you say that because in the finance world you know they i get invited to write all of the time and it's two or four hundred words yeah. and you've got to talk about a big topic i and know it's it, it just
1: it's like no i can't but i, mean, I like i always ask people have you ever wondered what it would be like to be a writer and everyone's one of those people if you've never considered writing a book before like everyone's got a wealth of experience in their interests and ideas what they've accumulated through their lifetime that others can benefit from so it's always worthwhile to think about you know i'm i'm a big journaler i write lots of things and i'm i'm like you i'm i love writing i love putting it pen to paper and expressing and sharing it's um, it's such a wonderful experience, and there's always one person around the world that will benefit from your shares. So it's yeah, absolutely, it's definitely a well worth uh, exercise to follow up on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's and, you know, know it, sorry, I,
2: I was going to say even if it's just for your own family. Yeah, I mean, that's I right. Mentioned yes. Earlier, my mum, my mum and dad are both still here with us, thankfully. And you know, I I just there's such when they pass there's such knowledge that will go with them Mm. and so even if it's just talking to your parents or and getting them to share their story and documenting it or or share your own story if you've had some life experiences even if it's just within your own family as a legacy it's still a beautiful thing to do
1: it is and sometimes that's that's where it comes from talking to others who are creative to get ideas about what gets their creativity going. So, inspiration's everywhere. You know, it's from your favorite writers to when you go on your morning walk, you know, looking around at nature. You, you do, you get truly inspired by that. You just need to open your eyes and breathe it all in and then put it down on paper. Paper. <laughs> so um now you talked about um another new book coming out so any other projects or what's your next project that you're working on
2: oh look i'm deeply immersed in the project i mentioned earlier so i have the i have the book coming out um live well after divorce and that's really sort of how to guide to rebuild your life and your money um so that's coming soon but the project i'm deeply immersed in at the moment is really this one with um allowing people to come in and put in some basic information about themselves Mm -hmm. and put down their balance sheet and put down their income and put down their goals and just see for themselves Mm -hmm. how they're tracking. And it can be a great tool to use to decide, well, you know, what more can I do? And You know, can I do it myself or do I need to actually get some further help
0: in the form of
2: a financial advisor or, you know, who do I need on my team? And if you couple that with a scorecard and that do it yourself, um, you know, goals assessment and and a few, you know, that learning platform in um, financial freedom in heels, then, you know, that as a package alone is just a brilliant thing to get people Mm -hmm. started and get women started thinking about their money and hopefully you know my goal is to change one woman's life as you've said joe you know it can make an enormous difference but Definitely. you know mm-hmm. those tools making them readily available i mean realistically i said to someone the other day i'd really like to reach a hundred thousand women this year that would be mm-hmm. my goal that would be phenomenal and to see them great. on on mm-hmm. the right track financially so you know, that's a big, hairy, audacious goal. I'd love to say it's a million. I, Maybe well, I it, can... it's
1: not unattainable. <laughs> like, you know, women listening to podcasts like these or radio shows like these, it's it's as we said, that little little chunk of information to, to kick start you off and that enlightenment, and then it grows. your your appetite for, for more, it grows from there. So yes, it's, absolutely. A great, it's a great concept and a great goal to have yeah
2: and look I, you know I want to I want to leave a lasting legacy so if that's my legacy mm. just speaking to people and and sharing what I know and what I've learned over the years and speaking from my heart and from my own experience and then that that's good enough for me I, I can die a happy woman that's a, that's a wonderful and beautiful time.
1: legacy to leave behind so yes so lastly do you have any special offers that you'd like to share with the listeners look, thank you for this opportunity to
2: do that. So um, there is a gift certificate available on finesseyourmoney.world. That's my website, finesseyourmoney.world. Jump in there, grab a gift certificate. Um, You'll be able to then book in a 20 minute phone call with me. I can answer any questions you've got about your finances. So that's a great opportunity. But finesseyourmoney.world it's also the hub of all of the things that I'm doing in terms of financial freedom in heels the learning and education platform Um, it's the hub to get my books it's the hub to access my podcast actually that was
1: yes I meant to ask you about the podcast I have seen that um finesse your money on your website so how often do you do the podcast
2: Look, I've done three seasons so far, so there's uh, 30 episodes there with that's influences excellent. in mm. in the in industry and business in Australia. So there's a lot of entrepreneurs there, so that might have a great deal of appeal for people who got that side mm-hmm. hustle or thinking yep. about a business um, opportunity. So that's great. I'm working on season four at the present time. Typically, I put a season out each six months. Um, I've just fallen a little bit behind. (laughs) Um, And so it's it's bloody
1: hard work, though, isn't it? It, It's it's a lot of hard work, Yep.
2: Yeah, and look, um, you know, looking at your Kickass Radio show, Joe, you've inspired me. I, I'd mm. actually love to be putting out an episode every week. Yeah. I'm just not sure. I'm building my team substantially, mm. so when as soon as I freed up some more of my time, I will actually aim to do that. But at this stage, I'm putting out a season of ten episodes at a yeah. time. And it's each six months. Um, If I can change that over the course of 2022, um, you know, I'm going to tick that off as the big, hairy, audacious goal.
1: (laughs) Well, we wish you all the best of luck. Uh, Okay, listeners, Janine and her team, they can show you how to get the financial results you want. So to recap... They create plans, programs and portfolios to meet women's financial goals. If you have any questions about investments, your taxes, retirement, protecting your family and future and or planning, you can access Finesse Your Money's do-it-yourself um, options, like um, Janine has, has said. Head to the website, world, and Janine and her team would be more than glad to assist you. So, Financial money services include financial and investment planning and of course the financial financial literacy resources like we said so Thank you, Janine. It's been a great conversation, one that has certainly enlightened me again today and I know it would have enlightened a lot of the listeners. We'll put all your links up in the show notes for anyone wanting to reach out to Janine. And if you wish to reach out to Janine via her website or social media, head to finesseyourmoney.world. And we wish you all the best. Take care, especially with your health, Janine, and stay safe. And we look forward to catching up with you a little later on the year and we'll find out how it's all come together and how those audacious goals are are tracking.
2: Thanks so much, Joe. It's been wonderful speaking to you, and I hope your listeners get a lot out of it today.
1: I'm sure they will, Janine. So thank you. All right then, listeners, we'll take a short break and listen to one of the other show's sponsors, and we'll come back to round it out. Hi, Glowgetters. We're Brenjo's Earth Moving. professional earth moving business specializing in a range of infrastructure works across a variety of industries located in Mackay Queensland here at Renjo's we're a family-owned company backed by an incredible team we've seen firsthand the incredible benefits that come from promoting and supporting a diverse workplace we're so proud to be sponsoring kick-ass radio and kick-ass women's mission to support women entering into non-traditional roles and careers Well, that's it, guys. I do hope you enjoyed our show and our guest, Janine Wilson. A very special big thank you to Janine for sharing with us so much of this newfound and invaluable information. And I hope that it gives you definitely something to think about and action over the weekend. Address and manage your financial independence. Financial wellbeing is central to our overall wellbeing. It affects the lives we lead and the choices we're able to make. For women, financial wellbeing can be more challenging to achieve than for men. They are structural and systemic issues to contend with, like the gender wage gap and a superannuation system that provides greater benefits to full-time workers who don't take parental or carers' leave. As we strive towards a more equal and inclusive society, women's long-term financial well wellbeing can benefit enormously from women engaging with their finances. So we've defined financial wellbeing as having the ability to meet your financial obligations, such as bills and expenses, having the freedom to make choices to enjoy life, such as eating out or taking holidays, having control of your finances, and having financial security, both now and in the future, including being prepared for unexpected events. Conversations about money can be difficult, as money is a taboo and an emotional topic for many people, but we need to talk. There are many reasons women might not feel comfortable discussing money, including embarrassment, shame, lack of confidence, and cultural factors, and a desire to avoid conflict. Despite this, the ability to talk about money is an important foundational skill to support your financial wellbeing. Being able to talk about money confidently can help you to raise complaints with service providers and businesses, find important information, negotiate for better deals, and avoid conflicts and misunderstandings in relationships. Good conversations about money can support your financial well-being throughout your life. As always, I really appreciate you guys giving me your time to listen to this radio show. You can find more information on this episode and Janine Wilson in the show notes or on my social media pages. Be sure to tune in again next week where we're getting to know a little bit more about another kick-ass woman making waves. So reach out to me and follow me on my social media pages, kick-ass women or Joe Sainsbury. And show your love for the radio show. Leave a review and or subscribe to the podcast. So it's not goodbye, but see you later. Thanks for giving me your time today and keep
0: in touch. poscoms go on, get your glow on. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kick-Ass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kick Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kick Women website or follow Kick Women on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kick Radio.